Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. It's 2019. It's time for improved audio quality in podcasting. Why do I say that, you might wonder? Well, I did a little bit of research. I did a little digging. Because this show that you're listening to right now, if you're listening to the podcast version of it, is recorded at, well, it's produced at, distributed at, the following technical things you don't care anything about. 44.1 kilohertz at 128 kilobits per second. Again, you don't care what that means. But what that basically means is it's not perfect. I changed the sample rate down to 44.1 kilohertz. That's how many slices go in to get it. And I changed the number of bits that are written out per second. It's called a lossy format. It's not perfect. It is not super high-end, hi-fi, CD-level quality. That's much, much higher bit rates. Also, much, much bigger file sizes. Bigger file sizes means it costs more money to store those files. And it also costs more money to serve those files. And perhaps worse, the bigger the file gets, the slower it comes down to you. So if you live in a bandwidth challenge country like Australia for all crazy reasons, if I produced this show at a much, much higher bit rate, it would take you much, much longer to pull it down. And more, perhaps even worse than that is it would cost you more money because my God, they make them, there's a certain cap on how much content they can pull down. So clearly, I'm not suggesting that we all start putting our shows out at 320 kilobits per second, which would effectively triple the size of the shows. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that day's kind of coming. But here's what I mean by that. Right now, the choice of what quality of audio file do I provide to you is completely and totally up to me. So whether you live in a place where you have a super lightning fast fiber connection and whether or not you listen with $300 headphones on or whether you are a programmer that's sitting there listening with one earbud in in the Philippines, it's up to you. I mean, it's not up to you. It's up to me. I get to make those decisions. But here's what I see coming down the pipe. I see a time when that decision isn't mine, that decision really isn't yours. That decision is some smart device. You know, we have these smart speakers. We have these apps. We have these in-car systems. They could be a whole lot smarter. And I think in soon, in soon, they will be smarter. Like, picture this. Picture a time when you're driving down the road listening to shows like I do. I listen in my car quite a lot through the AirPlay system. The microphone in my car is also attached to that airplay thing. It carplay or whatever it's called. It knows how loud the ambient noise is. So why isn't my 
car system, my phone, my whatever, smart enough to recognize, hey, lots of road noise now. Maybe we should bump up the volume for this guy. Maybe we should add some compression to the file. So while it might lose the dynamic range that the original producer was intending, it will be much more legible to the people that are listening to this show right now. Why isn't it smart enough to know what speed of bandwidth that I've got when I'm streaming down a file so it can decide whether it needs to shrink it or not? Why isn't it smart enough to know that I've got a mono set of headphones plugged in? Maybe there's one device you put like plug in this thing for if you're a one-ear listener, one earbud listener. Why can't it be smart enough to figure all of that out? And if it is smart enough to figure that out, it being the app, it can then talk to the server where the files are coming from and make a determination of what quality is appropriate right now. Because I got to tell you, there are some really rich, soundscapey, amazing sounding stuff out there that if you just, if you're not listening with headphones, you're not going to get it. So it's forcing me to make a lot of decisions sometimes, especially as I'm in the car, of not listening to something that probably would be sound fine if I had headphones on, but I don't have headphones on. So why isn't it smart enough to make those modifications? I think that day is coming. I don't think we're going to see it tomorrow, but I think we'll see it in the very near future where apps will make a determination, where the server will make a determination, work with the apps, listening, understanding what's plugged in, and will actually change the contents, not in any meaningful way, but change the contents of that which you listen to so that it sounds the best in that particular situation. Web pages do this right now. Pull up my website on your mobile phone. It looks very different than pulled up on your browser. The technology exists how to do this. What it's going to cause us podcasters to do, and podcasters like you to do, is right now, if you're very smart, and of course you're very smart, you're saving all of the raw audio that you're producing. You're saving the very large project files and whatever software you're using. You have those somewhere. But then you're uploading, you're making that decision of uploading 128 kilobits per second file because that's what someone told you to do in 2006 and you haven't changed. That's fine. You, you shouldn't change right now. Let me make sure you understand. But in the future, a smart website, excuse me, a smart, a smart podcast hosting company will change. They will say, no, we don't want that MP3 file. We want you to upload your gigantic, fully uncompressed audio wave, AIFF or whatever, Hindenburg project file, maybe. It'll take those and then work with the listening environment, work with the app that's requesting that file to determine which version of the file the server sends out. That's very different than what we have today. But just imagine how great that will be. Audio that adjusts to your environment, the way you're listening, adjusts to your bandwidth usage. Takes away a little bit of choice, I guess, from the podcaster, but so what? These aren't choices we should be making. And I also don't think, in most cases, although there are a few edge cases, I don't think in most cases the listener wants to make that decision. We want to serve the file that is going to give the best possible experience. And I think technology will get us there in the very near future. 
That's going to change the way we do a lot of things in podcasting. So again, hopefully you've been saving off all of your original files because, yeah, I look forward to the time that I have to go back and upload 200 episodes to get the highest quality of content. And why not? I want to give people the best thing possible. I think the technology will rise to meet that goal one of these days. And hopefully the very near future. Because it's 2019. Surely by now we can do something different than what we've been recommending for the last, I don't know, 13 years. I think we can. Hey, if you've got a business and you need help figuring these sorts of things out, what, how do we deal? How do we adapt in this changing world of podcasting when it's everywhere and all around us? But I don't want to worry about the technical specifications. Hey, guess what I do? Yep, that's what I do. Get in touch with me, evo at podcastlaunch.pro. Podcastlaunch.pro lists out all the services I offer to my clients. And I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.